The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick Rakazic from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Hinkson from the Roby family of companies. We are your host, Trent. You're rocking a Jackson Hole shirt today. I am. Yeah. Is that good or bad? I mean, it's just, it's a very beautiful day today outside, nice and warm. So, you know, you got to bring a shirt from someplace cold. I think <laughs> I think a lot of people think of Jackson Hole as a beautiful summer place. I uh, think you're right. With great ranches and, and, and a lot of outdoor activity during the summer. So I don't think this is associated with cold. You have no idea what time of year I bought this shirt. I don't. I was hoping you would, you would, you would bestow me with some knowledge. I bought it in very cold time. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what's funny about that is that you, know, you, you went out there, I think around the same time, um, we, we went to, uh, Whistler, Canada, snowboarding and skiing. And, and someone told me on the lift that they get more tourists in the summer in Whistler than they do in the winter now. Probably yeah, similar to sense. Th- I mean, these areas as well. I mean, I think all the resorts that I'm aware of, you know, out West and, and, and even on the East coast, uh, I mean, I think people were even mountain biking down Sugar Mountain up in Boone, you know? So uh, good, good segue to uh, our guest here. Don't half step on how to how to generate revenue. <laughs> yeah. take, take a seasonal business and make it a, a full year. <laughs> I feel like if either one of us would became like a went mountain biking down sugar, uh, one of us would leave without teeth. I'm not. I, I'm going kiteboarding. <laughs> I'm going kiteboarding in two days. The number one decapitated sport in the world. Please, Lord, let me keep my head. Uh, but, <laughs> but I will never, I will never mountain bike down a, a, a slope straight. I'm not going to say I wouldn't mountain bike. I got, I mean, I have mountain biked around here. It's a pretty intense sport. Uh, but it ain't my thing, but I do it with, man, when in Rome, you hang out with the Romans. You gotta do it. And I hear you. So why are you so tan? Oh, I, we went on a family trip for my parents celebrated 50 years or they celebrate 50 years of marriage in June. And I had a birthday, and so it all kind of coincided. So we took a family trip down to Mexico, and the son won. Fifty years of marriage is is a very special. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. What's the name for that? Ooh, would that so diamonds twenty five, right? I don't know. Gold platinum? I don't either. I mean, I've always called it fifty years of marriage. Yeah, I didn't know if there was a a medal that fifty associates years with of it. heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, that's that's a long time, man. That's good. Um, Did your mama give your dad a hard time over over Mother's Day? Uh, I think that some of the mothers were giving us a hard time over Mother's Day. Mother's oh, Day was wow. the last day we were there. So I think, you know, at that point, everybody's sort of ready to go their separate ways. There was three ways. mothers on the trip? Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. You know, speaking of kiteboarding, I saw something pretty cool down there. I, I had seen this before, but have you seen these? Uh, they look like a wakeboard, and it's got a motor on the bottom of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Have you done that before? I've done that. Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. When you go kiteboarding, they have toys like that, just for people that can't. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, it'd be yours for fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Which that was a couple years ago. That joker's probably a hundred and fifty thousand dollars now. <laughs> no, it's like a surfboard with a fin, a vertical fin on the it bottom, gets. and and you ride it. It's called a foil. A foil, but it has a motor. Uh, I mean, I just think you do it a couple times. It's fun. It'd probably get real boring doing it around the river. You, 
you'd probably go hit your head on a tree and say you wasted a bunch of money. Or you'd hit, you know, like a stump that was coming through the water. <laughs> or you'd cry every month you got that <laughs> bill. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finance it for yeah, 27 we'll fi- years. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a foil motor. <laughs> what? Catfish don't like it. <laughs> you know, I heard that they put, uh, they, a lot of times they started putting uh, bathrooms in boats so you could finance, finance it as a second home. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, like the, 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 a lot of them had those little heads on the side. Like, you know, you get the mm. pontoon boat with a little bathroom. Wow. That's impressive. You're running some schemes <laughs> there, buddy. I got a bathroom in my boat. God. It's second home, buddy. Wow, man. 30-year fix on that boat. It's an old school bathroom. Though. It's like 47 years old. <laughs> it's like a bucket. Ted new tile. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have tile. It's fiberglass. I gotcha. It's not a real bathroom. It's I a porthole. Well, Trent, uh, coming up the road, looks like Legion's open. Blowing yeah, up. Yeah, Legion. Let's give a let's give a promo. Legion on West uh, Moorhead, I think, opened this weekend or today, yeah. la- late last week. Patrick and I, after the last show, walked over there to get lunch, and I told my, I told my buddy Jason, who runs all of their locations, he was there. I said, "Man, you need one of them banners that bounces around, has air, so people know you're open." He said, "We're not open." <laughs> I said, "Oh, so?" Uh, but they they actually uh, hooked us up anyway. The food is delicious. I think. Pizza is going to be one of the specialties over there. So go check it out uh, on West Moorhead across from WBT and Biltmore Dairy. A lot of a lot of cool things going on on this road with apartment going up across yeah, the street. Absolutely. A lot of development. So pretty good view of the city when you're eating your uh, pizza and and having a Suds. There you go. At Legion. Their there fourth location. Um, they in Plaza Midwood originally in South Park, and then they have the Trolley Barn over in South End, and then this is their fourth location. Congratulations, Phil Bushy and your team. That's awesome. Yeah, very exciting stuff. It really is. I think this is going to really kind of bring the neighborhood together. Yeah, we need some amenities up on this hill. Yep. So uh, we have a lot of doors. It's kind of funny to watch how I watched South End for the last 20 years, and really particularly coming out of the 08-09 recession, it seemed like South End started with – bulk of amenities breweries and and bars and restaurants and and such and then along came the housing the multifamily housing and then along came the office it's like west moorhead was some office some nicer office and then the housing has come before the amenities and now it looks like it's backfilling with the amenities so it's kind of cool to see i want to see uh, watch this unfold, and I think both of them are madly successful. But uh, see which one, you know, which one's a quicker build. I don't know. Well, you'd think the light rail probably had a lot to do with South End. Of course, we know yeah. that. And then when it comes this way, I'm sure we'll see just a total economic boom. Not that it's already happening, but but just even more development. Yeah. So we got a great show. Patrick, introduce our guest today. Robert Fish. He's our EOS coach, uh, extraordinaire entrepreneur in Charlotte. Uh, really looking forward to telling, getting him the chance to tell his story. If you we listen to this show regularly, yeah. Patrick always talks about EOS, which is great. It's something our company <laughs> as a whole, the Roby family, has embraced, and, and Robert is our coach. Amongst other things, I can't wait to hear about his uh, entrepreneurial career and his family life as well. Yes. So, uh, Robert Fish, when we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. Trent, we having fun in here. 
Oh yeah, we're having Sunday. fun early in the week. This early this in the recording. week. Early in the week. Man, I love how y'all do this microphone. I have one really bad ear. My right ear is really bad. <laughs> I think my other ear is not that good, but my right ear is really bad. And for like the last six months, the only sound I get out of this headset is in my right ear. Funny, like, that's how mine is the same just way. Trying to mine's challenge me? Way. Yeah, only right ear. We only have right ears in here. You guys don't like left ear people. <laughs> Poor TJ. He said, turn the bass down in the car and put some earplugs in at the NASCAR race, cuz. <laughs> Jeez. It was that t- this 12-inch subwoofer, yeah. man. I think got him. Uh, man, I built one heck of a speaker box. That was one of my first carpentry endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Robert Fish is our guest today, Trent, from Insight CXO. He is, a, I call him an e- uh, EOS coach, which I think that's not really the proper term. He's an implementer of EOS. Right. And uh, if you've heard the show, we, we do talk about EOS quite a bit, but... Robert, that's not all you you, you do. You, you have a pretty extensive career here in Charlotte through through various entrepreneurial endeavors. And um, if you missed the first thing, we talked a little bit about mountain biking. Right. Um, have you lost any teeth mountain biking? I have not. Maybe we can do it, Trent. Might be. Do- How many bones have you broken? <laughs> broken uh, four bones in my back. Whoa. I went through L4. Oh, my gosh. In the yeah. same year, messed up my neck, and I have uh, two artificial discs in my neck. Goodness gracious. Broke a hand last summer, plate and seven screws, so just the way it works. It's still going. Still going. You love it though, right? I, I do mean love it. I mean that's what that's that's your your place. Yeah, I'm more afraid I'm more afraid of the couch than I am a trail. That's a good point. And, yeah. and uh what's your wife think about this sport and uh do you, you compete? I do compete. So you're in a circuit or a league or something? Yeah, my my wife loves it. Kind of a, a big theme around our house is like just keep moving. She likes her, all her boys and girls just to be moving. She moves a lot, so being outside in the sun, pedaling, makes her happy. So we talked about a, a couple that's been married fifty years. How long have you been married? How many children do you have? Three years, four kids. Wow, yeah. goodness gracious! You close to me? I was about to say. I mean, you guys could. It's a family. Could, does could, your could, wife ride mountain bikes? She does not. Wow, that's, that's probably a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you're saying that, then maybe she should say that. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Uh, and so, obviously, with the mountain bike, I mean, you're, you're not just in the league. I mean, you're you're professional. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. I started racing mountain bikes at 36, and then I hired a coach. got me really good, and I became the oldest person to turn pro at the age of 40. Raced hard for a couple, three years, had these cool injuries, converted over to dirt bike racing, even more dangerous. Um my youngest son decided he wanted to stop riding dirt bikes and race mountain bikes. I'm like, well, I'm going to take you to the trail. I can't just watch, dude. I got to go. get out there and race with yeah. you. So last year I turned 50, and for my 50th, um, I hired my original coach. I said, hey, Chad, I got this crazy idea. Can you help me go pro at 50 and, and break my 40-year-old record? And he helped me do it. And the cool thing is I was number one in points in the region until I broke my hand midsummer last year. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Those young whippersnappers are like. I told you like, you learned something on this show. Yeah. Man. The average age of the kids I'm racing is probably 21, 22 years old. And, you, and you're the oldest pro in, in the region? I, I, could be the, I could be the oldest pro active race in the country right now, potentially. Goodness gracious, yeah. man. Congratulations. You, you do not look 50. <laughs> Not that 50 is of any age. I'm, I'm coming up fast. Coming quick. But uh, yeah. you, you, look, you look very fit. Well, I appreciate um, it. And, and somehow you still got good hair after wearing all those helmets. <laughs> I was always told if you wore a hat all the time, you, your hair would fall yeah, out. Yeah, That's what yeah. my f- thin-haired father told me. Right. <laughs> was he right? 
No, I don't think a hat has anything to do with your hair, unless you're wearing some kind of extra tight hat or something. Just messing with you. I wear a lot of hats, and I think my hair's hung in there as long as it daggone can. <laughs> Just grab it on for dear yeah, life, right, huh? Yeah. It's like, man, can you help me out and stop wearing this thing? <laughs> no. So that that is really interesting. That's cool. Where in the area do you mostly ride in your competitions? Mostly, it's the uh, Carolinas, Virginia. And so, I mean, you go up to up the foothills into the mountains, or you do. We have a lot of courses around here. I've ridden with most some of, of it's around here, but you know, you guys are talking about the downhill mountain bike stuff. I'm one of the crazy ones. I like riding uphill. Ooh. So I, I do not the downhill race, and I do what's called cross country, which is hour, two, three hour course. Oh wow! So it's very much an endurance kind of thing. Goodness gracious! Yeah. Wow! It's still pretty intense. So I mean, it's not like oh, yeah. you're riding on a, a you know a paved road with with a. Uh, Thin tires where where you're probably a little bit more safe with uh without you know a jagged rock sticking out that you could safe. You ever seen them eighteen wheelers, cuz? Oh man, I mean I'm not <laughs> I mean, t- saying that's on. that's safe. Remember we did the uh, we sponsored the race up there in, in Blowing Rock, and I, I was yeah. one of the vehicles that picked people up after they had a had an issue. And you're you're, just, you're right, that's pretty wow. pretty yeah, intense yeah. too. Man, all right, so let's talk about your career. Yeah, yeah. So so, so start uh, where you where'd you grow up, you know, and, and get us going. I kind of grew up in Charlotte, um, moved around a little bit, went to high school, Lake Norman, back when it was super rural, uh, went to NC State, changed majors a few times. That's where I started my first company, was actually in my fraternity house. Um, I was president of my fraternity, and we needed another computer. We had 100 brothers. We had one PC that was signed up for 24-7. We had a big social budget, but not much of a, a learning budget, go figure out a fraternity. But I know how I, that goes. I found a way to build a PC with some alumni help for like huh. half of what the market would, would charge for it. And they said, hey, can you help me build something for my company? I said, sure. Started building PCs out of my fraternity house. Goodness gracious, man. Ended up with my own branded PC. Got it, then got into file servers and local air networking, wide air networking. Moved it to Charlotte. Got a big niche in healthcare. Brought on a partner and ultimately sold that partner in 2000. And then in 2000, what happened was uh, I joined this group, kind of like YPO. Talk about that. It was called EO, Entrepreneur mm-hmm. Organization. Joined EO Charlotte. Guy my in my form, he said, "Hey, fish, I got this idea for a company. Can I help you? Can you help me write a business plan for it?" I said, "Well, sure." Um, started writing the business plan, fell in love with the company, and that's what you guys know of as Avid Exchange. That's how that happened. Wow. So, so uh, was Mike the founder? Mike Prager. Yeah, Mike Prager. Prager I know Mike. He's a YPO guy as well. That's right. I think he went from EO to y- YPO. Really nice guy. Really, really is. Proud of him. Yep. He's done amazing work. And, Still doing uh, it too, but that was the guy that asked you to help him write a business plan. Yeah, wow, that's, that's how it happened. That is cool. That's a cool story. So literally, it went from the you know the, the coffee table to the yeah, that's awesome. I mean, to the so, going public. So the craziest thing is my my uh, cousin in law worked at Microsoft out of uh, in Charlotte, and then I think they moved to Raleigh. But when we got our first company compute computer in like let's call it. 2000 yeah. when I got out of college like we need a computer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had some old some old Macintosh that that they did QuickBook checks on they printed checks yeah on. I was about to right. say you're gonna go but he that. built us a, pe- a, a computer as well and then my office computer yeah. and then I bought a one for home and and it was he built them it was kind of his computer and I had all these cool lights LED neon I don't know yeah. if they had LED then but it lit up really nice. I don't. <laughs> I don't think it lasted that long, but uh, it was good. But that's crazy how that used to. That was like like when that 
when PCs started becoming mainstream. It was right? really the late 90s. I, mean, I, was, I graduated the right time, kind of rode 90. the thermal. Yeah. Wow. And uh, my, my niche was I was the only company who had a black PC. Now they're kind of all black. But back then they're all that ugly beige color. That yeah, beige, green. grayish, yeah. Yeah, so mine were, I called it mission critical, and I decided, well, who, who wants a mission critical PC? And I thought, well, maybe healthcare would. And that became my niche. Dang. Yeah. And you sold that business to your partner. Right. Okay. And then you worked with Mike Prager. Yep. Avid two or three years, became the co- co- first co-founder to leave that company, and then co-founded Integra Staff Executive Search. Wow. Did that for 10 years. Won a lot of cool awards. Again, the journal came out with us first. Uh, Best Place to Work Award, we got number one on the list. That was a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And then uh, actually that company in 2013 and just, you know, became a full-time coach, EOS implementer. Well, tell us, I mean, tell us, I mean, obviously we we know what EOS is, but uh, talk, maybe just give us a brief overview. Well, we might... we we'll have to wait till the next segment, but I, I really want people to understand like why you picked EOS because I think you had mentioned that even at Avid, you guys are running a variation of EOS, right. something very similar, um, in, in you know the the, the check ins and, and how that worked. Yeah. Um, I mean that started very early on. Yeah, so I, the reality is EOS it was an entrepreneur operating system. There's a, several kind of like it. The category I would give them would be like organizational operating systems. You know EOS is one. You probably heard of scaling up, Gravitas Impact, Metronome. Uh, four disciplines of execution. They all of them do a really good job. So whichever one you commit to is probably the the one that you want to use. And don't try to mix them together. That doesn't really work. Um, my favorite thing about EOS is it's sophisticated enough so the senior team can do some pretty cool, you know, vision and planning and stuff like that. But it's simple enough you can push it down to all the way to the front lines of your company. So it's not just something. It's not just for the leadership team. It's for the entire business, and that's where the leverage comes from. Yeah, I, I think that is really cool that everybody in in the company at all levels feel empowered. Yep, and, and they're also held accountable. Right. Uh, so I think that's awesome. I'm really excited uh, to get into this subject. But I, man, we got a we got a perennial entrepreneur here, uh, habitual. I like it. So uh, Robert Fish, when we return, you're listening to At Home with Robert. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. You know what? What? We gone fishing. We gone? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You don't get my jokes Robert Fish. Oh, I got it. No. But a Dutch. Yeah. About time to go on the river. (laughs) That's it. It is is getting about river time. Feels feeling pretty good out there right now. We went for our first boat ride this weekend. Did you get in? Jump in the water? No, it was really cold this weekend. Water's cold. cold. Yeah, so you're listening to this on Sunday. Last weekend was cold, if you don't know. But I think this weekend is starting to warm. I mean, this week uh, that we're recording the show, uh, we're starting to get some heat. Yeah. Get some heat. That river will warm up super fast. My kids have been they've been swimming for two months. Kids can do that. I mean, if you jump in that kind of cold water, you can you know your legs cramp up. You're gonna sink, buddy. They don't feel it. They don't feel it. They don't feel it. No, no. problem, like at all. They living on life. So I have to tell this one story. I gave my my two sons Ford Seven and Knox's two a bath last night, and, and they're, they're in this warm bath. And, and I'm sitting there talking to him, and, and Ford's filling up this big, like, 44-ounce cup with cold ice-cold water. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, he likes it cold on his head. Oh. I'm like, huh? So he dumps <laughs> his cold bucket of water on Knox's head. I was like, ah! <laughs> give me a heart two-year-old. And then he says, see, I told you he liked it. And then, and then Ford did it and th- to himself, 
And then he did it back to Knox. Knox laughed a little more. And then Knox started pointing his head and said, you, you. He wanted him to get some more action. It was pretty cool. I would have never done anything like that as a kid. No, we would have definitely done that. Hundred <laughs> percent. In fact, I was thinking about it a couple of times with like a bucket of ice water with someone in like a shower stall and just dumping it over the side. Yeah, that'll wake you up. A youthful exuberance. That's it, right? That's I mean, it. Nothing better. All right. So you are our implementer. That's right. So why in the heck do we need an implementer? It's funny he asked it that way with the book. Um, there's a book called What the Heck is EOS that I know you've read, I know every, I've read 17 every times. I've read every book you distributed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, seriously, I mean, what, what, I mean, why you mentioned the other ones at the last segment, yeah. I mean, and you mentioned this one's sophisticated enough for people to really get granular with it, but it's also simple enough for, for really anybody to understand. Um, but what else is there to this that, that really brought you in? Well, I think what it really was was that if you're trying to run a company – what we're really trying to do is you're trying to get all that human energy point in the same direction. Yes. And not just leadership team, but the full company, because many hands make light work. And I think EOS is the best platform for that. I really do. As far as getting the whole company behind it, it's very simple. doesn't matter if you're, you know, you know a dot-com, you know, sophisticated company, plumbing company, anything in between. doesn't make any difference. If you have humans, you have people. Um, it's a great platform. And, it's, it. and, and explain this. It's not to our audience at home. Uh, it's not like a technology operating system. It's not like a computer operating system. It is how the flow of information right. and ideas and accountability happens within an organization. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. So, so I have been – I'm not in, in the weekly. Uh, I, I think y'all have labeled me as the visionary for our company – which I like. Uh, I'm fond of that that label. A lot of a lot of reading books and hard work come to that. Right. But uh, we, I have been involved in, and Travis as well have been involved in two off sites with our executive team that you've hosted. Right. Uh, and they've been a, a lot of fun, and, and 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 also they've been a, a lot of raw. I would say, uh, and it's good. Let's call us what 12, 12 to fifteen people. Right. On, on the Roby family executive yep. team, so you got Roby Commercial Services, and then you got Andrew Roby uh, in this room, and it's just so cool to have all of these minds and leaders being vulnerable in this room and setting accountability for each other. And then what I've noticed happen: people start throwing accountability across the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's cool, and we're nothing but old country bumpkin contracting firm. <laughs> so if we can do it, I then uh, simple minds yeah. here, yes, you know, I agree. No, I mean, it, it is. It's a, it, to your point earlier. It's just so easy to understand. Like, if we if we can do it, I feel any any company can. And I want to give kudos. You know, I learned a little bit about this several years ago in YPO, and and. and uh, What's the gazelles? That that's a different one. You said the scaling up gazelles, Vern Harnish. Yep, Vern yep. Harnish, and then EOS. I learned I need a little enough about some of them, and uh, both of those. And I was like, man, I don't think, you know, of course we're not going to hire an implementer at that time right. when you first hear about something. And uh, I'll tell you, my experience has told me I always hire coaches and implementers. Right? Yeah. Pay, pay money to be held, have a partner, be held accountable, somebody to. To, to, to coast you along. Just, yep. 
um, like we do with our kids. So uh, I was scared to do it, and, and Patrick championed this uh, a little over a year ago, and, and now he's implemented our whole firm with David McGuire and everybody else, uh, and my brother's bought in, which is really, really cool. Yeah. So. So you work with a lot of YPO folks, right? We talk about the Young Presidents Organization. YPO, YPO, Vistage. Yep. yep. I think there's definitely a theme there. Yeah. Folks who just want to learn and grow, and they put themselves in those kind of environments. You know, they're humble. They want to learn. And so things like this really resonate with them. Well, no, it, it's, I mean, it's it's amazing how it's like, I know you, you, you referenced this in our last offsite that, you know, you kind of thought you were late to the game with this thing, but really, I mean, it's caught wildfire across uh, across small business. I was talking to my brother who lives yep. in a small town in Al- Auburn, Alabama, and one of his, we start, I actually pulled up the 90.io minutes um, from our meeting when I was gone, and yep. one of them was like, you know, drink a beer at the bar, Patrick, as a to-do, like stop emailing us. Right. Um, I was like, check this out. This is that thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, my buddy such and such is getting ready to roll this out with his company. We're getting ready to roll it out with the Chamber of Commerce. And it's like it's just amazing the buzzwords and the terminology that you can you can relate to. And it creates this sense of community that others are on the same platform. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And the weekly meeting is the 90.io, and I get to see yeah. that. Yeah. And it's just a, <laughs> yeah. it's a summary, and then I get to ask a couple questions. It kind of keeps me in the game. Without actually physically being there. Yeah. And, and before we we embraced EO and you as our implementer coach, I was, you know, unless I we had a meeting that I was in, I was, I, I didn't I, know. Stuff was getting lost in translation. So I think it's awesome. Uh, I think you're very good. Your your personality and your demeanor are very good at, at leading folks. So thank you for that. Appreciate uh, it. You have a very humble approach, but but direct. Uh, so I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah. Started several businesses with partners by yourself. Sold all been successful. Sold them. Now now you're an implementer for e, e, the entrepreneur organization. EO, yep. the operating system. What is one or two things that you live by, both business and personal, that drive your day-to-day psyche? That's a good question. I really think it's just, um, it might sound kind of out there, but just to to believe. I mean, a lot of my bike racing bleeds into my work. I mean, I had to believe I could go pro at 40. I had to believe I could do it at 50. Ted Lasso. If I believed I couldn't do it, I wouldn't have done it either. So I just think just be, just believing in something and just going after it. That's what Lasso has on his door. Ted Lasso, right over above the his door. door header. Yeah, believe. Wonderful show. I mean, I think all the all the great things that have ever happened is somebody had to believe. Yeah. And that gets the whole thing in motion. And think, then what are you going to do the next ninety days to put that thing into motion? I agree, and I talk about that. Uh, we like people at our company that have faith. You know, yeah. I've always talked about how. We go. We're, I, we put ourselves out there. We do some good branding. We do good work. It's never easy, but from the outside looking in, sometimes it appears easy. I meet people. They want to come work at our firm, and 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 90 days later, they're complaining because we do all this stuff wrong. Yeah. I'm like, well, hold on. You had faith in us when you came to us. Now, you, now you've lost your faith. Be part of the belief, and uh, and I love that. Uh, Whatever it is, have faith in what in what you're doing and believe. Yeah, I know a lot of people that are much faster than me on a mountain bike, much better entrepreneurs or potential entrepreneurs. They just don't take that. They don't believe they can do it. They don't take that step. I think they just miss out. That's awesome. First time that's been the yeah, I agree. Been 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 the logical statement. So Robert, how can people look you up and get a hold of you and learn a little more about you? 
Uh, one way is go to the EOS website, eosworldwide.com. I should be one of the implementers. There's several in Charlotte listed on the on that website. Uh, my company's called Insight CXO, I-N-S-I-G-H-T, CXO.com. Check me out there. LinkedIn. How can we come find where you're racing? I'll send you, I'll send you my uh, my list. Do Cane, that. Cane Creek Cup. Get yeah. some YouTube it's videos a series. There. He'll yeah. send the list to us. If you're interested, uh, email Christian. Christian.McCall at AngelRuby.com. You can get uh, the schedule. You want to go watch Robert uh, race? I, I, I'm going I'm to come watch a race. Cool. Let's go do it. That's awesome. I'm hey. in, too. And, and don't forget, too, you can also grab the book Traction, uh, which it kind of explains this whole thing if, if you're interested in that. Yep. And the title's Traction. 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 All right. You're listening to At Home with Roby. We'll be right back. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies. We are your host. Trent, if you can't get geeked up and excited about what we just listened to over the last 20 minutes. I'm depressed. Then go back and listen to it again. Can't you tell? And again. In my voice. You see, you, you, yeah. Are you sad? My wife. I'm a very positive person. <laughs> yes, you are. But, but sometimes, uh, uh, I mean, I guess I smile. Uh, I do. I smile a lot. And sometimes she's like, why aren't you smiling today? And I'm like, what do you mean? And, and truly, every time she says that, I got some kind of business deal or something or, or an employee problem that I'm aware of and trying to help handle, and it's just on my mind. And it's really, I'm not really necessarily in a bad mood. Maybe I'm not in, in a super-duper exuberant mood, but it's just rolling around in my mind, and I'm really trying to work on it in my mind. So I'm really not present, I think is what she's saying. Um so. Yeah, we we talked about that the other day. I mean, when you, especially when there's there's a there's a controversy or a dilemma that's going on. I mean, you, you, it's hard to take your mind off of it, which is you know it's, I, I have the same the same issue that happens. I mean, my it, wife must have. Have you implemented for her, Robert? <laughs> she read oh, you like Lord. a book, dog. Yeah, and... I should. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's on that operating system. <laughs> no man. So no, we had a good Mother's Day. Uh, it's pretty cool. She just wanted her mom and, and uh, her sister and their families to come over and, to the house and sat around. I think the women played Yahtzee and the men watched golf. So Nice. And, and my son got all my cardboard and stacked up a big bonfire that we lit. <laughs> in my fire pit. At a car- cardboard? Well, we... <laughs> Do some logs on top of that. I got gotcha. you. Well, the stuff that we don't recycle. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, we had logs, man. <laughs> well, you said a bunch of cars. I could just see Knox and Ford dragging like mover boxes out to this big fire pit. Well, they did that, but then I put a bunch of logs on top. And of maybe it. a Christmas tree. You know, you burn uh, cardboard by itself, and the whole neighborhood gets mad at you. <laughs> yeah. It's like four fires in the woods. There's like stuff. seventeen fire trucks pulling up in your house. Yeah. Goodness gracious! So when when is the boat coming to the river? Oh, after Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yep, That's yep. That's like the the driver for all summertime I fun. think so. I think so. Usually, uh, yeah, so we'll bring it back up Memorial Day. and I'll, I'll... I got a question. Do you think you're going to have a flat tire on your way back? Yes. Oh, gosh. No, no. <laughs> we'll be good. But uh, no, and then we'll basically, we'll look down at your dock, and I'll just be standing on your dock. You're like... The funny thing is, I told you, we took our first <laughs> boat ride this weekend. My boat is a is a... 2000 and 
zero zero. Mine's a two thousand one. I we, think that's mine's a two thousand, yeah. and my next door neighbor <laughs> yeah. just bought a two thousand and one. I'm pretty sure. And this is a good looking boat. Whoa, whoa, it, which next door neighbor? Michael Cox. Okay, I just want yeah, to. Yeah, he bought a. He bought a. He bought a boat. All right. Okay, and. uh and we went on our boat ride, and I said, yeah. He said, you ever took your boat out? I said, yeah. He said, I saw you down there cleaning it. He said, I said, man. I said, the whole time I was like, this joker's going to break down. Yeah. He's like, man, <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> I'm like, goodness gracious. There, but there's something about having an old boat. I mean, just cleaning it, working on it, doesn't matter what you're doing with it, that is just so gratifying. It's not, I mean, I, I could never want to clean the floors at my house, but I could get down on, on all fours and Scrub the crud out of that old boat of mine. I don't know if that's gratifying to me, pal. <laughs> I, I call stuff like that a chore. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. Why do the spider webs keep coming back? <laughs> well, how did these leaves even get here? That's a <laughs> I want to know in our audience who pays to have spider webs sprayed at their home on a regular basis. Like it's a it's an ongoing thing. Something up until a couple years. I would have never thought people did ever. But, you know, some houses you go to never have spider webs, and some have a lot of spider webs. So, uh, when you got a tall house getting up there, it's pretty, well, pretty well, dangerous. My, they sold my wife the gimmick, sold. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we still have spider webs. But I think we have a lot less than we would. But all the techs that come out, they do a good job, but all the techs that come out and say, well, you live on the river. The river's got a lot of more spider webs. Like, well, y'all didn't tell us this when you were selling us this contract. So, I, I coach from the bench, you know. This yeah. Is, this is her task. Armchair so, court. I got you. I got you. But anyway, with a lot of spider webs out at the river. I think bugs in general this year are like an all-time high. I mean, I, we, we've never got bugs. something to do with COVID. Maybe. I think it's because everybody was scared to go outside for two years. So they didn't go out and kill the bugs. Nobody got no bugs. Now the bugs squashed. are taking over. All the kids, didn't, they didn't squash any. I mean, they've got spiders. You've got spider webs, ants everywhere. I mean, you, you might have a good point. Those bugs are living a high life for a couple so of years. So we always talk about the economy and stuff, and we do this off here. Yeah. I will say this. I have a buddy. I'm always asking all my successful business friends and my unsuccessful ones. They got good insight as well. Uh, what? Where's the economy going? Inflation, you know, recession, uh, interest rates. And one of my buddies, who, who's he's in a generational family business, he's like, he's like, man, my dad and all his buddies have been locked up for two years. He's like, they are ready to party. They haven't had any social interaction. He said, they're ready to go spend money and do make investments and do everything. He said, I think that is a hedge to, to some of the inflation. Now, hopefully we can get inflation under control, uh, which I think I think the Fed chair, J- J- Jerome Powell, doing a good job, I hope. So, uh, anyway, that's my economic insight today from an optimistic viewer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like Robert said, Robert Fish, our guest. I mean, believe, right? Believe. You got to believe. I believe. Uh, It was awesome. Robert Fish, uh, wonderful guest today. Look him up at the end of the third segment. Go back and listen if you just called on. Thanks for listening to us. Go do the golden rule. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Uh, You listen to the At Home with Roby Show.